The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Independent fact checking and corrections are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Sunshine, just put on a big pot of strong coffee and get ready to type your little hate mail with your opinions about Kumbaya and Flat Earth insanity. Stand up comedy? You want stand up comedy? Well, we got, well, we've got well, sit down comedy. Well. It's time for Coffee with a Dog. You make me laugh. We'll do our best about that. I don't know how it's going to work out, but you never know. You never know. Do you ever know? I don't think you ever know. That's the point I was trying to make. That you don't ever know. I don't know what happens. Sometimes the band is too loud and sometimes I'm just deaf. We are in a very strange place the ears lately. Good morning, folks. It is Friday, your sort of favorite day of the week, but not of the weekend. Wake oh, up, America. We are on What's Up in America repeat. <laughs> you got a dog that needs walking. Anyway, it's Friday, March 1st, 2024. Uh, March comes in like a lion, out like a lamb. Actually came in quite lambish today here. I hope it did where you are, too. And uh, you're ready for a new month, two months into the year. How's 2024 going for you? This is Women's Month. Uh, I think, listen, if we're being honest here, and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but I think every uh, month is Women's Month. The whole world revolves around women. Men are just, you know what? They say it's a man's world. Eh. Men have a lot of power and all that kind of stuff, uh, money. But um, if it weren't for women, men wouldn't get out of bed in the morning. Men would do nothing. Men wouldn't exist if it weren't for women. Women are, you know what, they call it Mother Earth. Because it's all about women. It is for me. I don't know. If it's not for you, do something. Get checked. Get it checked. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, people who don't uh, don't see it that way. Anyway, um, 16 days till uh, Kelly's birthday. I'm not sure she's she's counting correctly, <laughs> but I'm not sure about a lot of things about Kelly. By the way, uh, we're gonna. I'm alone today. I'm alone again. Naturally, I think Willie will be in here at some point. I do have a guest coming on at 10:15. Uh, Kelda Music, uh, which should be interesting. She's a uh, uh, musician, television host, um, entrepreneur, 
and like that. Uh, but I'm not sure about uh, Kelly's counting ability because I believe her birthday is the 18th. I could be wrong about that. If it's the 17th, then she's right. But I thought we went through this. Anyway, happy birthday to Kelly. Let's all just sing happy birthday, except for me. Uh, no, today today uh, counts. But wait, I don't I don't know. She said today doesn't count. It's the 16th. So then it's only 15 days. She can't count either way. It's only 15 days till, till her birthday. Anyway, uh, sorry uh, to make it all about Kelly. Yeah, why not? But as I was gonna about to say, uh, today's music list is going to be one that was submitted by Kelly. It's um, songs that are about sex, but basically innuendo about sex. That's a hard way to describe it. Innuendo is about sex. Anyway, uh, that's a list we're going to do, and that was submitted by Kelly. It's Kelly's birthday month, and how will you be celebrating Kelly's birthday month? I'll tell you um, how I will be. Um, I'm looking for, I'll be doing lots of gigs, lots of gigs. I did one yesterday, I have two today, one tomorrow, and one Sunday, and uh, loving it, loving it. Lately, having a very good time uh, out playing not stressing too much like I normally do about them. And over Saturday night will be a interesting one for me. We're at a place called Rudy's in Patchogue, New York, our first time there. And we're working with uh, drummer Robin. I don't know Robin's last name. Uh, Robin is uh, formerly of a band called The Generators. And she was performing most recently for the last couple of years since the pandemic uh, as a duo with our friend John Pagliarulo, uh, whose brother, uh, cousin, Joe Pagliarulo, is quite famous on uh, a radio guy, a uh, right-wing commentator. Um, Pagman and Robin were the, the outfit they were working with. Now, we are... Um, this is the first time we've really worked with Robin as the Rockin' 45s. Uh, she's never played with the band with us. She subbed once, but John, uh, her partner, was with us then. And it wasn't the full band. It was just me and Mikey and those two. So it was kind of like a hybrid of the Generators and the Rockin' 45. So it uh, should be an interesting one. Expecting a full house. I think the place is already sold out. But if it's not, you can probably uh, find out somehow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go to Rudy's website i don't know how how you how you would even find out if it's sold out but i believe it is um so yeah lots of gigs going on last night i spent um well here's the thing <laughs> we were talking about gummies yesterday and um how i can't smoke pot anymore I can't smoke pot anymore i just can't i just can't do it so i went to a local dispensary and picked up some gummies now the gummies I was, and Carl mentioned that the gummies that I gave him were very strong, and these are even stronger. Um, those gummies uh, had a, and the Delta 9, Delta 10, Delta 8, Strike Force 7, those uh, synthetic gum, gummies have a really awful aftertaste. They are very strong, but uh, not as strong as the real natural stuff, and the real natural stuff just tastes great, too. It's like, it's like, like the best candy you ever had. So I got a bunch of those, but Sativa, 
Now, if if you're a uh, Delta 69, uh, Flight 69 on Delta Airlines uh, with uh, with our friend Ian as the uh, pilot. Um, Sativa is supposed to make you um, more focused on work. But it makes me more focused on fun. Here, here's what I mean by that. I took uh, one of these uh, <laughs> uh, gummies last night and was feeling it pretty quick and in the in the zone. But I was supposed to be doing work, but I wasn't doing work. I was fucking around. I was having fun. I was I was getting creative. I was doing anything but work. But it was sort of work, if you know what I mean. I was experimenting with AI. And I'm uh, for an old geezer like me. Uh, I'm starting to like AI. You know, most people my age probably never touched anything even related to AI, and if they have, it's probably the the dopiest, dopiest, the lamest uh, cartoon maker or uh, make me an image of Joe Biden or blowing Donald Trump or something like that. I think there was an image on Twitter of that the other day. <laughs> I don't know if that was somebody my age. It could have been somebody younger. But my point is that most people my age don't uh, don't even wouldn't even touch AI and basically have a tough time logging onto a computer. <laughs> anyway, so I'm experimenting with this stuff and surprising results. Now, uh, Again, on Sativa and just goofing around when I should have been working. I was doing videos for the music industry, for writers and singers and stuff like that. I did one for uh, to analyze Paul McCartney's uh, changing vocal styles within the song Golden Slumbers. Because if you're familiar with Golden Slumbers, it starts out as a very soft ballad and then gets into a, like a really kind of soulful raspy part and then go back to just the really you know ballad like thing before going into the whole Beatle medley anyway it's a, a very it's a great song it's a classic from the abbey road album but you don't see a lot of singers doing that anymore changing their vocal styles within a song in other words if they start a song and willie i want to talk to willie about this because i think he can learn from this is they start a song as a crooner or just singing a song, whatever feels comfortable and easy, and get into that groove and stay with it the entire song and never change it up. Let me start off with a um, uh, very, you know, soft style. You're going to end on a soft style, but. Uh, I think part of what makes that song special, and you see this a lot in McCartney, and this is why I think it had a lot to do with why he was as successful as he was, Beatles and all, is the ability to use multiple different stylings in vocal treatments on a single song and to navigate between songs. So I asked AI to create something like that, and they did a pretty remarkable job. Um, I think I threw it out, to be honest with you. I think I trashed it already because I, I posted it to YouTube. Didn't get a lot of traction. Uh, didn't get you know tremendous traction, but it did get uh, some. And the people who saw it, a lot, it got a lot of likes. 
for the amount of uh, hits it got. I think what YouTube is doing is um, basically throttling um, AI-created material. They they and they can identify. You you will be able to identify this as AI-created without a doubt. I'm gonna see if I can add it here just to show what I'm talking about. Uh, might take a minute here. Anyway, uh, so I've been experimenting with that and getting some good results. Now, I'm using tools that are absolutely free. Absolutely free. I'm doing, you know, uh, Synthasia uh, script writer. Just going over there. I should probably do a tutorial on exactly how what I'm doing to achieve this stuff. But I just go over to Synthasia and ask it to write a script and ask you, uh, the title of the script, I, I come up with a title. And what is the object objective of the video? And from there, it writes out a script that, oddly enough, no matter what um, AI text-to-voice uh, tool you use after that, always comes out to about 58 seconds, perfect for reels. I don't know how they do it. How they write to the character... That comes out to 58 seconds. Here's the Paul McCartney one that I was talking about. I'm going to cover my ugly mug up, uh, but I'll just show you. Today, we're diving into the magical world of Paul McCartney's vocal performance on the iconic track, Golden Slumbers. What makes this song so special is not just the beautiful melody, but also the way McCartney switches up his vocal stylings throughout the song. As you listen closely, you'll notice how he effortlessly transitions from gentle whispers to powerful belting, adding layers of emotion and depth to the lyrics. This dynamic range in his voice keeps the listener engaged and creates a sense of anticipation, wondering what vocal surprise might come next. It's like McCartney is taking us on a journey through his emotions, using his voice as the vehicle to convey every heartfelt sentiment in the song. By changing up his vocal delivery, McCartney keeps us hooked from start to finish, making Golden Slumbers not just a song, but an unforgettable experience. So, next time you listen to this masterpiece, pay attention to how McCartney's vocals dance and weave, making the song even more captivating and inspiring. Yes, it will. There it goes. Anyway, that's a basic idea. Now, of course, it's, you can tell it that that's AI, but that was just a, a really short uh, experiment that didn't take a whole lot of time. Um, it uses sev several free AI tools, but, um, yeah, AI hates, uh, Ian hates AI voices. Uh, yeah, they are getting better. And again, that's a free one. There are some professional ones that are surprisingly, uh, hard to, hard to, uh, detect that, that they are AI. That one's pretty, um, pretty obvious but what what strikes me there is they got the music and did a remix fading vocals out and in just to show you a little example all by itself i I just asked it to do this i didn't do a whole lot of uh, personal touch to this stuff no human touch except to tell the ai what i wanted uh and so that's pretty remarkable, considering where we are right now and where we'll be six months or a year from now. Uh, and so, you know, I was experimenting with that stuff. And uh, surprisingly, uh, some of the results. And I think 
I'm not even finishing sentences here. I think there is some value to the content. In other words, you know, there's a, a lesson there for wannabe singers or uh, and, and the Jackson Brown one was about songwriting, where it does get the message across. In a way, all I did was give it one simple sentence, what I was trying to uh, achieve with it. So I'm pretty impressed. I'm pretty impressed with what AI can do right now. And obviously, it's going to get much better very quickly. So that's uh, um, But where I started with this, um, I was wasting my time with that because of, of the gummies. I took the gummies to focus on work, things I really need to do for the business around here. And spent hours down, how do you make AI uh, work for you, rabbit hole. And did no work. I just got stoned out of my mind on one gummy. Uh, good stuff. Um, here, they're, they're not sponsored. I got a couple of them. This is called Off Hours. Kind of Awaken Morning. Uh, I wouldn't take this in the morning, by the way. <laughs> uh, but uh, these are like pineapple tropical mix, tropical fruit stuff, but really, uh, you know, much better than the, um, much better than Delta, Delta stuff, whether you're flying Delta or laying down Delta. Um, so that's my endorsement, a free endorsement there. No, no commercial, uh, re remuneration on there. We're not getting paid for that anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's that. Um, Spend also too much time on the Richard Lewis rabbit hole. Richard Lewis, man, uh, I'm sorry that I did not pay more attention to him uh, while he was alive. You know what? It's a shame on me. It takes uh, take somebody to die suddenly. He did have Parkinson's, but I believe he died of a heart attack pretty suddenly. People weren't expecting his death. But, uh, man, really good stuff. I watched a clip that was like an hour long of just late night snippets of him with Carson and Letterman mostly. Man, uh, but I again, <laughs> I think I mentioned this yesterday. I'm sure I mentioned this yesterday. As a young man, I, he's 10 years, 11 years, 12 years, 12 years older than me. Uh, and I didn't really... His comedy didn't resonate with me when I first saw him. You know, I first became aware of him around 79, 80. And I just didn't get it. I was just like, this guy's just, he's just talking like a regular guy from my neighborhood. Because he was. But uh, looking at it now, I see why I didn't get it. He was, he was being me. And I... And <laughs> It was. I mean, a Jewish version of me, a very Jewish version of me, but a, a, a version of me. You know, he, he says forget about it a lot. Forget about it. He's a, a Jersey guy, but he could be a Long Island guy. But um, just his insecurity, his neurosis, all that stuff, it's all part of the world I grew up in. Um and so I couldn't see the humor in that. The part he was playing was all me and all, all the people I know. And so it didn't seem like he was being funny. It just seemed like he was being a regular guy. Looking back at it now, 
hysterical funny. Uh, and I think I underestimated his uh, comedic genius, if, uh, if I can use that word. No, I can't use that word. Take it back. I think it's overused, that word. But uh, very uh, excellent, comedic excellence. Uh, and I overlooked it. And I'm sorry about that. That's my bad on me. I should pay more attention to people while they are alive uh, rather than wait until they're dead. Um, Vladimir Putin, coward. How much of a coward? Uh, Navalny's funeral it was held yesterday, and they're arresting people for going to the funeral. Now, the guy's dead. Your enemy is dead, but you're still afraid of him. That's, that's a coward. People going to the funeral will be arrested by uh, a KGB, whatever, whatever the KGB is now. It's uh, the Russian state police arresting people for going to attend, for attending the funeral of, of Putin's enemy. That is the definition of a coward. You've killed your enemy. Let's, let's be honest. You murdered him. Uh, I know Lex Fridman, Mr. Love, Mr. Uh, naive 50-year-old virgin, whatever he is, trying to make uh, guesses about what might have happened to Navalny. Yeah, I tell you what happened. It was it was offed. Anyway, so um, yeah, so you know what? Uh, but the guy died. You killed your enemy, and you're still afraid of him. That's a coward. Let people uh, honor him, whatever they want to do in his passing, and don't be such a fucking pussy. That's my advice to uh, Vladimir Putin. Uh, he's in, I would invite him to be on the show, but I don't think. He's coming on the show. You think I can get Vladimir Putin? I'll send him a letter. <laughs> uh, I'll probably have him on right around the same time we have Joaquin Phoenix on, uh, who was, has been sent a letter <laughs> to be on the program. I invite everybody to be on the program. Nobody ever even acknowledges my existence. It is what it is. Um, anyway, so... Um, yeah, th those are my takes on yesterday, today, what's going on in the news, all that stuff. Again, March is here, which means spring. Now, is it the 21st? Hold on, let me check this out. I don't have the first day of spring on my calendar. You believe this? The calendar gives you everything you need to know except when the first day of spring is. Um, well, we have uh, Palm Sunday, Good Friday. Easter is the 31st, 30 days away from now. If, if you count by normal people count or uh, 32 days away, 31 days away, if you count by the way Kelly counts, which is don't count the one that just happened or something. Uh, anyway, it doesn't have the first day of spring, but daylight savings time is actually next weekend. Uh, a week from this Sunday. Daylight saving times, which I am looking forward to. More sunlight, the better I feel, the happier I get. What's that song? Uh, I don't know. Something about the happier you'll be. The more we get together, the happier you'll be. Anyway, time for a, a sponsorship break, I think. And uh, she said she ne never said she matched prop masked properly. 
See, I, I can't even read properly. I, I read matched. Uh, no, you never did. You, ne you never said that. To be fair, you're absolutely right. Uh, the BOGO sale for True Fire is over now. Uh, unfortunately, if you didn't get in, you're going to have to go back to paying full price. But it's still the best place to learn guitar online. Check it out. True Fire. <laughs> Over 2 million guitar players worldwide learn, practice, and play with TrueFire. Our learning tools and massive library of video lessons will ignite your technical skills, harmonic knowledge, rhythm playing, and soloing chops. TrueFire's educators are the best in the biz, from Grammy Award winners to world-renowned artists. You'll have access to an unparalleled faculty of over 300 top-notch blues, rock, jazz, country, fingerstyle, and acoustic guitar educators. Using our desktop and mobile apps, you'll work with TrueFire's multi-angle video lessons on ah, any device, anytime, wonderful anywhere. Wonderful. Integrated learning tools such as video synced tab and notation, slow-mo, looping, practice jam tracks, and many more handy controls accelerate your learning experience. TrueFire style-specific learning paths guide you every step of the way. Use our assessment tools to find your starting point, then follow our lesson recommendations, and track your progress as you work through your personalized TrueFire study plan. Progress faster with private one-on-one -on -one instruction, group lessons, multi-track video jams, live streams, song lessons, student forums, TrueFire's Riff magazine, premium jam tracks, and much, much more. With thousands of five-star ratings and reviews from amateur and pro players alike, you'll find yourself in good company with the world's most comprehensive guitar learning platform. Grab your guitar and ignite your musicality. Sign up for like that musicality access trial today. Dear musicality, I would like to cordially invite you. Oh, yeah. Um... So, yeah, that's True Fire. Visit MindDogTV.com. Click on the banner there and sign up already. Sign up. Support our sponsors. Keep us on, on the air just one more day. That's what it's all about, keeping us on the air just one more day. Uh, if you're just joining me, I'm alone again, naturally, today. Uh, GD is at a funeral. Uh, he's not telling us who died. But he's at a funeral today, so he, can, uh, he couldn't be here. And Willie uh, is doing something secret in the morning. I think he's, um, I don't know what he might be doing. But uh, I hope it's something productive and something that's helping him advance his career or pay the bills or both, and or both. Uh, and maybe we'll send a detective to find out exactly what he's doing. Tonight at Governor's Comedy Club in Levittown, Long Island, uh, Bob Nelson, if you remember Bob Nelson from a hundred years ago, uh, I think he's still doing the same exact act. Now, Bob had some health issues, uh, that almost killed him. He had some cancer and, uh, was dealing with that for a, a while that put him out of service, but he's back tonight at governor's main room. Again, I think he's still doing the same act that. He was on, I think it was Dangerfield's special. Wherever he first broke through on television, 
some, I think it was Dangerfield. Um, but the same football, um, the same exact material. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't go see him. If you're local on Long Island, go check out Bob and, and see. Let me know if he's added anything new to the uh, uh, repertoire. Repertoire, as they say. Uh, also, tonight, over in the Giggle Room, there's a private fundraiser. And this is weird for me because private events fundraiser, they're selling tickets, but they're not saying what it's a fundraiser for. Uh, it's on the website, and they're selling tickets, a private event fundraiser. How do you know? How do you know if you want to support that? If they don't tell you what the what you're raising funds for, or who's going to be there, that's confusing. Um, tomorrow night, Eric Haft is in the main room over uh, at at Governor's, and um, Jason Scoop will be live in the Giggle Room for a special event. Now, a week from tonight, our friend Sam Talent, uh, and a week from tonight and the next night, Sam Talent, <coughs> excuse me, will be at the main room. Um, now, they only have, oh, no, they have the both, both nights listed here. I'm sorry. that I was just going to say they only have one night listed. I thought maybe there was a change. Uh, as far as I know, it's not sold out yet. Get your Sam Talent tickets. I'm going to be there. On the 8th, you can come up and say hello to me, and maybe we can get in a fist fight or something, uh, disrupt the place, maybe get thrown out. Um, here's the thing, though. I want to get Sam on with Tony from uh, Knock Em Dead Comedy next Friday morning. But Sam, if you know Sam, and I know Sam, he's notorious for not showing up. He's done it a couple of times to me. He's done it to other podcast hosts that I know. For me to get up really early to drive to Governor's Studio to do this show from there and then to hang out later to, as so waiting for Sam to wake up to do Tony's show is a lot to do, especially if he does if I can't count on him to show up. And I can't count on him to show up. So I'm it's one of these things where I'm vacillating. Am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Am I going to do it? Blah, 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 blah. And I'm going to end up not doing it, probably. Because I just don't trust him. <laughs> now, to be fair, he had some very good excuses for why he didn't show up for my program. First night, it was my birthday, uh, but his house burnt down. Not burnt down. I had a fire, house fire. Uh and then we rescheduled for a week later, and then his mom died. So those were the last two times that he was scheduled to be on my show and didn't come on. Now, he's been on several times before that, and he's been on fundraisers and stuff like that. But even on the fundraisers, <laughs> he was driving behind. He was driving as he was on the uh, Potathon for Andy, and he was on a mountain road, and then we just lost him. And we we were worried that he might have driven off the uh, driven off the mountain. Driven off the mountain. It's early, and I'm really I'm still a little gummied out. Um, so hopefully next Friday at least you'll see Sam on Tony's show. And uh, Tony doesn't even I haven't confirmed this with Tony yet, but I I did ask him if 
he would like me to hook that up for him. He said, yeah, he would. Uh, I haven't confirmed it because I'm not sure I, I, I trust uh, Sam to show up. So I'm not, I'm in a funny place. I get myself into this crap and for no good reason at all. Uh, anyway, um, Eric Haft is uh, also going to be over, uh, where is this? He's in um, the Bohemia um, location tonight, and then the regular, the main room in Levittown tomorrow night. Um, and who is in Belmore tonight? I don't know. Hold on one second. Ron, oh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, but I, I follow him on uh, Twitter, and he's very funny. Rainin? R-A-A-N-A-N Hirschberg. Very funny guy, at least on Twitter. I have not seen him live. He's at uh, the brokerage tonight. I did not know that. If I would have known that, I have a gig tonight, but uh, probably could have stopped by there for an hour because my gig is over in Nassau County anyway. Um, the other, uh, well, that's it for Gov's. And uh, so go out to get one of the governor's locations tonight and enjoy some good comedy. Now, I'm going to start on this. Kelly had sent me a, um, if there's enough tea to hold me over till till the guest comes in or till Willie gets here or whatever. It's uh, Kelly had sent me this suggestion for songs, song lists. You know, we've been doing these song lists. And it's a song about, Songs about sex that are just filled with innuendo, so many people did not realize they were songs about sex. The list I have is 69, obviously, a nice round number that they picked. 69 songs you never really realized, never realized were about sex. I should learn to talk. You're going to do this. You should really know how to talk. I should have taken that into account before getting started, right? Uh, anyway, 69 songs you never realized were actually about sex. Um, and here we go. We're going to come. And the winner, if you can guess the, uh, I'm going to get put it at the 69th song because I'm going to go in backwards order. Uh, if you can guess the 69th song today, and let me just make sure I remember what it was here. Uh, you win a T-shirt from, uh, wow. You win a T-shirt from our merch store. Uh, okay, so I just saw the the, uh, the winner, and I'm like, wow, that's about sex. I never knew that. And you probably never knew that anyway. So here we go. Uh, I'll, you can guess them in the um, chat room if you like. I should have set up the phone line. I could probably still set up the phone line. Um, number one, I'm, again, I'm going in backwards order, starting with number one, which I've never heard of this song. It's uh, Too Close by Next. Step back, you're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through. I guess that's about a guy um, who gets a hard on while, while slow dancing or something. Uh, I don't know it. Next. Too close. Uh, that's that's number one. I'm just going to go through 10 here and see if we can get it primed so people start guessing in the list. Uh, or you don't have to guess. We could just sit here and I'll just name them. And that will be a really uh, uninteresting uh, program for you. But what the hell? It's Friday. Um, number two, the Macarena. I never knew the Macarena was about sex. Did you? Hey, Macarena. It's about women cheating on their boyfriend with two of his friends at the same time. 
Macarena is about a, a girl a girl cheating on a boyfriend in a menage with two guys. Uh, how would they put that in uh, the uh, vernacular of today? It's um, MMW. Yeah, MMW. That's what they call that. An MMW menage. Um, the Macarena. Go ahead and figure that one out. I don't know. Listen, I couldn't tell you what the lyrics to that are. Hey, Macarena is all I know. Kind of like um, a little bit of Andy Kaufman gibberish in there. Anyway, uh, number three, Haley Steinfeld, Love Myself. The song talks about loving herself, and I uh, generally thought she actually loved herself and her body personality. Little did I know she was actually being very sexual. Uh, one day it kind of clicked in my brain when I was blaring it in my room. I don't know what the lyrics are to that. Helly Seinfeld. She's really good. Uh, Steinfeld, I'm sorry. Uh, I've seen her with uh, postmodern uh, jukebox and love the, when she does the classic oldie stuff. Really cool stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't know the lyrics to it. Love myself. Number four is going to be a surprise to you. Are you ready? Let me know if you're ready. I'll just wait. Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. Uh, touching me, touching you. Good times never felt so good. Um, okay. It's about sex. I did not know that one. Um, and I have to, where it began, I can't begin to know when, but then our love was growing strong. Wasn't a spring. And spring became the summer. Who'd have believed you'd come along? Yeah, it's not really about sex. It's really about, I, I don't know, could be. Anyway, now according to them, Sweet Caroline is a sex anthem. Go figure. Um, number five, I'm just doing the first 10 now. Again, there's 69 of them. Number five is Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I used it in a music video it made for middle school students. Uh, they pointed it out to me. Oops. Um, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. I don't know the lyrics there. Anybody? I don't I don't know. Don't Stop Me Now. I don't even remember the song. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of the Queen catalog. I don't know that one. Um, Little Red Corvette by Prince. I guess... Uh, I guess I, I don't know. I, I, I never realized that that was a, I mean, obviously there's sexual innuendo in there, but I don't know. The song is about sex. Uh, Little Red Corvette was about the uh, whole pocket full of Trojans. Horses ran free. Jockeys who were there before me. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure I'm buying this list. I think I got another broken list. What do you say? Um, Live While You're Young by One Direction. Uh, don't know the lyrics there. I could probably click on it and find out, right? Open it and tab here. Live While You Were Young. Um, oh, I don't want to. What's that one? I don't know. Anyway, hold on a second. I'm checking a text message. Mike Chavola just sent me a text message. What is he? Uh, 
Oof. Oh, my God. Uh, Mike just said, I'm going to take a diversion from the the list here for a second. Now, let me finish. uh, Go down to 10, and then I'll I'll take a break from the list. Uh, Number eight, Your Body is a Wonderland by John Mayer. That's pretty much self-explanatory. That's not... uh, that's not a surprise to anybody. Uh, number nine, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. I kind of figured that he was talking about um, Rosebud. You know, Citizen Kane. Rose, the, the Rosebud and Citizen Kane was about, uh, what was his girlfriend's name? I can't remember her, her name now. The movie star that he gave a career to. Uh, it was about her vagina. Rosebud, his dying word, Rosebud, according to the film, of course, and basically uh, based on William Randolph Hearst, and that's what it's supposed, Citizen Kane is supposed to be, the term Rosebud was supposed to be about vagi- uh, vagina of uh, untalented actress who he gave a movie career to, and I can't remember her name, because she was untalented. Uh <laughs> And uh, and I'll stop at number 10 for now. Butterfly by Jason Mars. Mars. Mraz. Jason Mraz. I don't know how you pronounce that name. I've never known how you pronounce that name. I don't know the song. Uh, you make my slacks a little tight. You may unfasten them if you like. Okay. That's not really innuendo, is it? Anyway, I want to share. Oh, this is pretty gross. Um, how do I? Uh, I'm forgetting how to share stuff again. No, share screen. Um, messages? Is this one? Yeah. Mike sent me this picture. He said, let me know if you need a hand. I guess this is a... I don't know where he found this. That looks fake. No? Oh, well, no, not really. The thumb looks... The hand looks rubber. Does the hand look rubber in this? Uh, if you're on the radio audio uh feed right now you you don't have any idea what i'm talking about there is what looks to be a severed arm with a bone hanging out and a tattoo on the arm in the bushes i don't know where this came from mike sent it to me he said, let me know if you need a hand um but the hand looks i have to say the hand looks rubber although the thumb is cut off I would love to know the backstory of this, where he got this from. Uh, we don't know, Mike. If you're if you're around, if you're in the chat room or something, let me know what the what the hell am I looking at here and why. Uh, but it, it was just an interesting thing. I felt like I have to. I hope it's not in his backyard. Uh, it's in a bunch of branches for people who are on the. I'm trying to give as much description as I can to it. Um, very very. Uh, weird thing there of somebody to place that uh it could be a prank or it could be listen we got a lot of long island has got more than its fair share of serial killers um and that's uh and the dismemberment dismemberment thing uh is seems to play a part in at least some of the prominent cases i have not uh followed up on the gilgo guy rex Ewerman recently uh, but that was his thing, part of his thing, or at least his alleged thing. Um, so, yeah. Nice, right? Uh, that's the arm that the kids in Babylon found 
uh, on their way to school. Is it real? I didn't know. See, I'm. I don't watch News Twelve. I don't have television. I don't know about this. I'm gonna have to look this up. Uh, uh, Armin, do I just Google Armin Babylon? Is that what I do? Arm found in Babylon. How about that? Well, we'll get to the bottom of the story. And thanks from Mike Chavola for. Uh, by the way, uh, I I'm believe your T-shirt is gonna arrive today. Uh, if I can. Uh, I'm going to see Mikey today because I have a gig at Luxor. So uh, <clears throat> I will drop it off with him because he'll see you at Pickleball next week. Uh, human arms and leg found a mile apart at a Long Island park. That's interesting. Where's the, where I can read this stuff, though? Uh, human arms, leg found near schools in Babylon. Uh, this is disturbing. Uh, so two human arms and a leg were found in a park in Babylon, Thursday police said. The remains were discovered in a wooded area at South- Southern Pond Park. I don't know where Southern uh, Pond Park is. I should, probably near Belmont Park somewhere, uh, Babylon. The scenes were, uh, were along the west and east sides of the park. So somebody spread them out. No. <sighs> This is weird because the, the serial killers, I don't think they, well, I sometimes I start talking and then think about what I'm saying because they don't want to be found, but then they do want to be found because they want to read about it in the paper. They want, you know, it's like a, I don't know, trophy for them. The initial gruesome discovery was made by a girl who was walking to a school amongst a group of students who attend Babylon Middle School. I know where that is. I've done shows there. Uh, great auditorium there, by the way, uh, and high school. The girl then called her father, who then called 911. The arm's fingertips uh, were gone. Yeah, they, they looked rubber in the picture, but I guess this is real. Uh, and it had a clear tattoo. Now, the, the tattoo was definitely going to help identify who the arm belongs to, right? Uh, maybe take the arm. The picture of the tattoo, send it to all the local tattoo shops, all the tattoo shops. But again, could some, it, that's not a uh, 100% because guy could have moved here. Interesting, man. This is this is interesting stuff here. According to the police uh, chief on the, on the scene, it didn't appear that the arm had been there a long time, which is really creepy. Because, uh, you know, your kids are walking past it to, on their way to school there had been a serial killer, or a serial killer, a chopping killer, a manipulate, uh, a uh, dismembering killer there possibly hours before these, or even less than an hour. Could have been, there's no, I'll read on. How about that? Suffolk uh, police and medical examiner arrived on the scene after a second body part, a leg was found a half a mile away. So this guy, we're assuming it's a guy, is driving around with body parts in his car and like or or just dragging him across the park um half mile away on the other side of the park in the woods near babylon elementary school that's even creepier now you're getting closer to little kids on thursday night a third body part a second arm was found by a canine cadaver dog uh so this guy's just uh, spreading these things out uh investigators believe the arms belong to a male. Obviously, that arm that I showed the picture of was of a male. The gruesome discoveries were prompted. Uh, the 
Gruesome discoveries prompted Babylon District Superintendent of Schools, Carissa Manza, to move elementary and grade school recesses indoors for the day uh, out of an abundance of caution. Yeah, you think? I would put the school on lockdown, even though, I mean, the odds of this guy just like brazenly going to school to chop up kids are pretty small. This is a weird story. The safety and mental health of our students. Yeah, you know, these kids are going to be scarred. That girl who found the initial arm, God help every everybody who comes into contact with her for the rest of us. She's scarred. She's scarred deep. Uh, the safety and mental health of our students is number one priority, and we know this incident may be causing some extreme anxiety, yeah, uh, among our students, particularly the high school students who were directly affected by the situation on their way to school this morning. So this was yesterday morning? Is that when this was? Uh, Thursday, yeah, so um, probably two days ago. The story was was written yesterday. Uh, maybe it was yesterday, though. Uh, we applaud them for their diligence in reporting the disturbing disturbing to our building administration. Manda said mental health resources are available to and ready to assist students in all grade levels. Now, I hate to say this. L- Willie's here. Let's, let's let Willie in. Say good morning, Willie. Good morning. Good morning. Willie. How are you? I'm uh, fabulous. If you if you just figure if you weren't listening, uh, we're discussing. Mike Chivola sent me a picture of an arm. I'm going to show the arm again. Uh, yeah, no, I I did see the arm. I, I thought it was fake. Actually, I thought so, so too. The, the hand started. looks the hand looks fake. Let me let me show right. one. Yeah. Uh, uh, share screen. Bop, so have they? Have they? I, I guess have they figured out if it's the same body yet? If it's from. That's a good question. Uh, Two arms and a leg. Yeah, Uh, I mean, that's the first question in my mind. Like, okay, is this the same body chopped up and he's spreading parts? I was just assuming. Still. Yeah, I'm assuming it's all one. These are not secluded enough places to be throwing body parts. I just want to say that. Yeah, if this is on the way to school, these kids walk past this park, and you look at this. (coughs) Sorry for the people on the radio. Um, there's a bone stick. This guy looks like it looks like he hacked the arm off with a hacksaw or something. So a crude saw. The bone is still sticking out at, at the I mean, bicep. Hatchet. I can see it being a hatchet. That looks yeah. like a hatchet job to me. Can't really tell what the tattoo is, but it looks like he's got multiple. He had multiple tattoos all the way down the from the bicep on the forearm, on the hand. And the fingerprints were cut off. Like, you're going to hide the identity even though the tattoos are... See, this is crazy. It's... it's uh... Anyway, I'm going to mo- remove the picture because it's kind of gross. Um, but <laughs> spreading them out around... What I was going to say, what I hate to say, because of the area that it's in, it could be a, a high school kid. Uh, doing this because you know what when I my teenage years all those we were always hung out around the school areas and at night if I'm I'm assuming these things were dumped at least under some cover of darkness you know just walk walking around if you can see it from the street walking past on your way to school it's not like really uh, you're not hiding too too much so you, uh, you would assume it was done under 
cover of darkness, not on broad daylight. I'm just going to walk over to the tree here and place an arm. You know, and I mean, it's also possible that it was dumped somewhere else and then and an animal brought it to that spot. That's to three also different, possible. To three different spots around the same, a park. Right, but but what I'm saying is like uh like the like the body could have been dumped at a particular spot all like chopped up and then like the neighborhood animals could probably spread it to different locations also. I'm just saying like there's a lot of possibilities. I mean, that's why they got to investigate all that shit. Yeah, I wouldn't see an animal Posing that arm in the tr- in those broken branches like it was. I mean, if it was laying on the ground, I, there would be more credence to your theory there of what could have happened. Right. Uh, Mike says it looks like a gang member's arm. Maybe I kind of I'm agree. Just, it could be. There yeah, is- I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely say that that's possible. And and this is, and that's why I was like, if this is the same body and they're spreading and they're spreading this you know, parts out like that. He probably, it's probably a real message to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, right. But here's, if it's so, gang related, that's definitely a way to send a message is to fucking dismember somebody and spread their parts all around the fucking neighborhood. You know I agree. I mean? like, but, but here's where it gets a little weird to cut the fingertips off. So it wouldn't be identified, but left the tattoo and oppose it there. So they want it to be found. They know it has identifying right. marks on it, but they still went through the trouble of cutting off the fingertips. Right, but the so like when that comes out in the media or whatever, the people like when it comes to the tattoos, they're probably going to recognize that. You know, they're just trying to slow down the investigation side, and still, but still wanted it as prominent enough that it got found, so they could hear about it in the news and take. Right. You know, I mean, that's that'd be my people. guess. This is, you know, like, I don't know. My wife watches so much of that Chrono Mind stuff. It, it's ridiculous. Like Channel 9? No, well, I don't know. Like, she watches the show Criminal Minds, but she also watches, oh. like, all all sorts of just, like, murder investigations. It's, it I, used, I used to do, be that way years and years oh. ago. Uh, it, got, it, it gets to a point where you, you can't sleep at night with all this shit going on in your head um right. <clears throat> interesting just in babylon i know this area pretty very well uh i wish i could see exactly where where it was found so i know because i don't know the name southern's park but i know the school i i've actually produced several shows in that auditorium um oh, man. And, and it's oh here's some pictures of it well, no, I don't know that park. Where are these kids? This is not like on a main street. Um, but you know what? We have too many. <laughs> uh, Suffolk County Police gave us an update saying the other arm was found where the original arm was found this morning on an east part of Sussurge Park. A leg was found on the west part of the park in a mound of leaves and brush. Very weird. So they only posed the one arm, and the, but still left it so that, well, the cadaver dogs found the leg in the leaves. Weird stuff, man. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, Mike. Uh, no, it was some, it wasted a few minutes of the show. Now with you, you want to you wanna, uh, tell us what you're up to in the mornings? You, what are you doing? You're doing something 
What do you no, like so like next week I should be able to be on right away. Um, but it's it has to do with my wife's schedule. Like um, she goes to work like right um it's eight eight at eight o'clock our time, I guess. Um yeah. and so it's uh you start at seven our time, and so like she's still kind of going back and forth and being noisy and I don't want to try and make her be quiet as a mouse. It's just easier for me to come on. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Quiet as a mouse. Uh, well, Kelly... you know what I mean? Like, like, like I'm not going to ask my wife to walk. No, I get it. Yeah. She's ready for work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not a dick like that. As, as much of an asshole as people believe me to be sometimes, I'm not that asshole. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> Kelly says she might must be the only girl in the world that doesn't watch true crime. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, there's a, You know what? In podcasting, true crime is the number one category. And people always say, oh, Joe Rogan's got the number one podcast in the world. No, no. He doesn't even have – we've gone through this, like 125th. Now, <laughs> that is coming off of the exclusive ex- exclusivity of Spotify. <laughs> he might, again. But true crime podcast, they're like the first ten on the list of uh, podcast ratings are um, uh, true crime. Now, there's just a little something, just a little pat on your back. Oh, I just hurt my arm. We are uh, moving up in ratings. We are not uh, on that level at all. But uh, because we've been on uh, uh, the good pods uh, list and they're mailing that around. Uh, especially Mind Dog TV podcast, not so much Coffee with the Dog, but Mind Dog TV podcast, the numbers are going through the charts in the last three or four months. Uh, Is that mainly your Wednesday night one then? Or yeah, whatever? yeah, most, okay. mostly that one. But I always plug this on there too. So, you know, what? numbers and numbers and, and audience members are audience members, and it's just a good thing. But moving up exponentially. In, in the charts, which is a good thing. Sooner or later, we'll be mentioned in, like, the name with uh, Joe Schmo. I'm right above the Joe Schmo podcast. Um, I could, gruesome time we are living in. At, in yeah. One arm. Everyone, everyone should, should arm themselves. Well, I, you just did. We got a picture of an arm. No um, pun intended, he said. Yeah. I think that pun was intended, sir. I think you're lying. You don't have yeah, to lie think, on this show. Be honest. Yeah. Be who you are. Let, let's say, you, you can't say There's no pun intended. There's plenty of punny stuff. The word is pun intended. Show. You just take that no out of there, and we're we're good. Pun intended. Yeah. We are. Yeah. That's a that's an allowed pun. Um, I don't I don't feel like well I should on myself. Well Listen, <sighs> you know what? If I had a gun, it's uh, I don't think it would save me from a gang, a uh, gang murder. A gun. Yeah. yeah. No, I, you know. I don't I don't I don't have a desire to really carry a gun. But I will say that what, like if if war breaks out, I'm probably I'm I'm probably gonna make sure I have access. Like that's for sure. Like because you care about living. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but uh but I'm gonna stay inside and shit. Like I'm not gonna go out looking for trouble. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't like, I don't I don't necessarily care about living. I guess. I mean, especially if war broke out. Like, what am I going to uh, hope Hope for the best in, uh, uh, when the war is over? Maybe there'll be... No, nah, war. Who the fuck wants to live through war anyway? Kill me. 
fucking kill me. Fucking Wait, let me take enough gummies first. Let me take all the gummies <laughs> I have and then kill me. Um, so I'm, I got nut first. I'm, I'm like for real, for real. Let me get one last nut before I go. Okay. I'm oh, well, that fits right into this list because the list is 69 songs uh, that are about sex but filled with innuendo. And I have oh, a song. Oh, I have I, a song. I, yes. Oh, Wait, I'm before sorry. you, I just let me. I have a song called "Let's Make Love Like the World's Gonna End Tonight." And it's basically if you know the bombs are on their way or you know the war's happening. And you know this is your last night alive. And you, you really you have really no give time. people shit about long titles and you got a song that Let's make like, love like the world's going to end tonight. I yeah, mean, what is that? Like 12 words? <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot to fit on on a 45 for sure. Yeah, uh, was, yeah Jesus. <laughs> But well, okay. it, but oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Got, no, got that. So you got to guess. Uh, we yeah, I no. went through the top oh. ten already. So I don't know. Do you really want to hurt me by Culture Club? Because you know that's about anal. Like I did not know that, but let me see if it's yeah. in the list before. Uh, some of these stuff. Uh, nope, I'm not seeing it in the list. That's, but I'm, I'm only halfway wrong. through. It's a sixty-nine. <laughs> 69 song list, uh, which is no coincidence. It's already in your window, right in the title of the list. Uh, not seeing Do You Really Want to Hurt Me. I was not surprised that that would be about sex, but anal sex, I didn't. You know, uh, when I did that show on Halloween as um, as Jason, or no, on Friday the 13th as Jason, yeah. uh, I sang, addressed as Jason, I sang Do You Really Want to Hurt Me. It was fucking beautiful. Now, my, no, it's not in the list. Do you really want to hurt me? It's not in the list. And you could say I have a broken list again. We could go all the way down that whole fucking round. Always, always with the broken list. I don't know what your deal is, dude. Like, listen, scroll to a good one. You know, you said you always pick the top one. Stop doing that. Pick a reputable. I, you know what? Today I picked the second one. The first one was <laughs> ten. Was ten, and I didn't. I thought ten was not enough, and then the sixty-nine stuck out. Oh, this has got to be a good one. Oh, it's yeah. sixty-nine. It's my favorite number. Right, it's my favorite number. Number eleven is "Digital Get Down" by NSYNC. I get so excited when I'm watching a girl. When I'm watching girl, I can't wait to see you touch your body, girl. All right. Uh, number twelve, Jack Johnson's "Banana Pancakes." What the fuck? Banana pancakes. That gets a what the fuck. Yeah, I know. Banana I'm just trying to think of the the lyrics to that that would make it about. That's got to be about boobs. Right. Uh, number thirteen. Like when she's when she when you're hitting her from behind. No, hang on, hang on. When you're hitting her from behind, they hang down and they kind of look like bananas, right? Especially if the nipples just right, it looks like the stem. You know what I mean? Okay. And and it looks like a swinging banana when you're hitting it from behind. But when she's on her back, they look like pancakes. Uh, Kelly says, where's Fish by uh, Craig Campbell? Not in the list. Uh, it's not in the list. I'm sorry about that. And this, this list was suggested by Kelly, by the way. Uh, number 13 is Cake by the Ocean by DNCE. What about uh what about Mike Shabola's guess here? Did you mention that one already? Oh. Sexual healing by Marvin Gaye? That's got No, I don't think that's an innuendo. That's pretty well, straightforward. Oh, well, okay, yeah. So yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> not, yeah. What about stroking by Clarence Carter? 
<laughs> should be on the list. That is definitely should be on the list. But I think I don't think people who put this list together are old enough. Number fourteen is Fergalicious by Fergie. Oh, I fucking love that song. That's a great song. It's about oral. Huh. There are uh, tasting things that eh Fergalicious. All right, about oral sex. Uh number fifteen is Butterfly by Crazy Town. Oh yeah. Uh, come come my lady, come come my pretty baby, you're my butterfly. I should that song? Yeah. Yeah. Number sixteen, uh You Plus Your Hand by Pink. Keep your drink. <laughs> Keep your drink, just give me the money. I just uh it's just you and your hand tonight. All right. Well that's not really uh all no, that in your window. Jerk off. Like I'm not going home with you. That's exactly, exactly. how is that? I think fall. Stroke no, Stroke no, Me no. came up in another list recently, right? A songs about sex. That, was it? I don't know. Songs about masturbation. We did songs about masturbation. Stroke Me uh, came up. Save a horse, ride a cowboy. Is that number seventeen? Big and rich. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, save a horse, ride a cowboy. I probably heard that song a thousand fucking times living right. in South Dakota as long as I did. Yeah, uh, when it first came out, I used to play it, and nobody, the band was not happy that I made it. <laughs> um, number 18, Ashley Simpson's La La. La La in the kitchen, you make me want to scream. I don't know. that. Uh, number 19, now, by Shaggy, it wasn't me. There's no innuendo. <laughs> that, it, it was like banging her on the bathroom floor or something. It wasn't me. <laughs> We always thought he was saying banging in the bathroom door, not floor. We just thought no, they were yeah. knocking on the bathroom doors and saying it wasn't them. Oh, I always thought it was banging on the bathroom floor. I got to listen again. Banging on, oh, no, they saw it was banging on the bathroom door. It's banging on the bathroom floor. It definitely is banging on the bathroom floor. So that's not innuendo. Um, yeah. Mike can't win anyway. He's got. A, he already won, so he can't win for another five and a half months. So if he guesses the right one, <laughs> number one, uh, and his T-shirt should arrive today, according to. Did you to pick a certain number or something for people to guess, or what? The, what did you the number sixty-nine. You I, have I, to guess what number sixty-nine is. Yeah. Well, I think it, they did it in the back. You know, generally it's. Uh, they do it in backwards order. Like, so if this was going to be, it would be 69 down to one. I think this is the top song. The last one on the list is, and you would, I was surprised when I read it. Uh, you want me to put oh. it in the private chat? Uh, um, I'm going to no, put it in the private. Okay. No, I'm going to put it in the okay. private chat for you. Okay, uh, fine. We have people <laughs> say, what's he typing? What's he typing? What's, I can yeah. see what he's typing. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, good thing you're a point and pecker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's in the it's in the private chat. I you know what I can't uh, I have to point uh, point and peck now because I can't uh, I haven't learned how to type with my home row with my coke nails. I don't I don't know how to do that. My coke I'm gonna stop at twenty for a second here. Uh, number twenty is Summer of '69. Brian Adams. Oh, I fucking love that song. Right. You know what? I never really thought about that. He was doing 69 for the whole summer. Uh, I thought it was about the year 1969. Because, you know, that was that was my 
favorite year, 1969. I was 10 years old. You know, uh, you know the show Wonder Years? Yeah, with Fred Savage. Fred Savage is playing me in that movie. Okay, at that okay. television show. That. Uh, well, it, that, more than you, you absolutely know. Was running numbers. <laughs> well, the guy who played his dad was my yeah. father's my father's uh, godchild, Danny Loria. Uh, oh, who really? Was, was the father in that? And there's a, one of the episodes where. Uh, the father's taking him out on the uh, lawn to look with the big telescope to look at the moon, uh, the moon landing, and that was my father with Danny, and I remember it clearly because I I, I I I remember being jealous. Like, why is my father, you know, giving him all this attention? My father loved loved Danny was a, a kind of a a bad kid before he was a good kid. Anyway, but so he had a lot of influence in the writing of that show. And him being 10 years old at that time in 69, I was 69, Jet fan from Long Island. I think they put it in Massapequa. But, you know, basically, I totally relate to that because that was my upbringing. I, we had, I had very much the same Wonder Years as Fred Savage did when he played on the Wonder Years. So I relate to that. So big. Yeah. Have you ever thought about trying to get him on the show? I uh, have reached out to him. Here's the thing. His... Uh, He's like a cousin to me. Uh, he was much older. His younger brother, Louis, was uh, my first mentor in music. He was uh, somebody I totally admired and looked up to, played in my band. And then when things went bad with our uh, record deal, he, he hated me. And he called my wife the C word, and I threw him through the door. And that was the last interaction I had with him other than he tried to run me over several times. Uh, <laughs> so uh, his bro- uh, he's dead now. Uh, but his younger brother and I were very close, and then we were, we were mortal enemies. I never – I should say I was his mortal enemy. He wanted me dead because I threw him through the door because he called my wife the C word. I was 23 years old when this happened. If right. you're 23 well, I mean, years old and it's somebody – for yeah. that time period, like that's kind of a really understandable reaction to that happening. Yeah, you, know, you don't I mean, you don't call somebody's wife, wife a cunt, <laughs> right? Because like, dude, me and my wife talk about it all the time. Because like, I'm not a jealous dude. Like, I'm not the kind of person that's gonna be like, uh, you know, if somebody eyes my wife. Like, I love it when people look at my wife because it it, it confirms that yes, my wife is beautiful. You know what I mean? So I don't get. Yeah, this isn't about. about This is more about protectiveness. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If somebody says something that's out of pocket and she, you know, like, like I'm her husband, I have a certain responsibility as her husband to, you know, but, you know, she knows that my, you know, what, what I'm going to respond to is what makes her uncomfortable. If you make my wife uncomfortable, like it's, it's bad. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I'm, I'm ever mindful of the fact of how careful I need to be. You know what I mean? And so it's like, dude, it's yeah. a real conundrum sometimes, bro. Yeah, you that know? that period, uh, and you know, this is probably it's something I hate to even think about, this period of my life where uh, the record deal started go, going south and the band started to turn on each other and then turn on me. And uh, I lost I lost some close relationships. Louie was the closest 
relationship that I lost permanently because I did make amends with just about everybody else who was in the band at that time. It's a 13-piece band, so <laughs> I'd say just about everybody. Some people I never saw again. Uh, but I, I always regret that. And, and you know what? Business can fuck up personal relationships. That's yeah, show business sure. especially. So, uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, she, my wife was being protective of of the band, of me, of, every, of of the whole situation, and was just trying to uh, explain the business side of why things were falling apart. Uh, and uh, he felt very um, threatened by it. And uh, listen, he left. He left a wedding band. He was getting paid one hundred and sixty dollars a week for for a, a band that was, you know, going to do some touring and basically uh, was making more than that and was still complaining because we hadn't, nothing was happening with the record yet. It wasn't finished It was, and it looked like it might not get distributed and all that stuff. And he was freaking out about right. that. And she was just trying to give him some calming. And he, he called her a cunt. And that was it. I was 23 years old. You call my wife a cunt. I'm going to get angry with you. And I threw him through the door. Right. And we never, never reconciled after that. Again, he tried to run me over a couple of times. Died of a heart attack at like 53, 54, something like that. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, uh, so that I would love to have Danny on the show. I've reached out to him a couple of times. Um, he's old now. He's, he's at least 10 years older than me. Yeah, I think he's 11 or 12 years older than me, so something like that. Anyway. Um, um, have you done a commercial today? I did for um, True Fire. Um, okay. Yeah, True, True Fire. Fire. The Bogo's over. Bogus over now. We I am expecting a guest, Kelda Music, uh, to be on the program uh, in a couple of minutes. We'll see if that comes right. to, uh, she, or she blows us. So I'd be fine either way. Um, right. What is uh, good morning, Chrissy? Personal relationships can fuck up uh, personal relationships. Yes, they can. That's true. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to go back to the list unless you have something else before. Um, no, yeah, the list is cool. 21. Shut up and drive, Rihanna. Can you handle the curves? Can you can you handle the curves? Can you handle the lights? If you can, baby boy, then we can go all night. Yeah. <laughs> 22, right. Shake It by Metro Station. 23, another Rihanna song, Rude Boy. 24, hmm. Work From Home, Fifth Harmony. Uh, work From Home. Hmm. <laughs> 25 Madonna like a prayer that's about sex what a, after 19 years of listening to Madonna I just finally uh, learned that like a prayer is about blowjobs mind fucking blown <laughs> the video is not it is not it's about it's religious right she's that it's got that false idol dude yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Number twenty six. If you seek Amy, it, do not seek the treasure. Uh, if you seek Amy, Britney Spears. But all the boys and all the girls do are begging. No, do, do not seek the treasure. She wasn't told. All over the road, Easton Corbin. Oh, you. 
Number 28 is I Kissed a Girl by Katy Perry. That's not innuendo. I I mean, kissing is not sex. Kissing is not sex. It's not? It's like weed is not drugs? I think kissing is sex. What? It cannot be. It's part of sex, isn't it? I mean, it doesn't have to be. You could have a a kiss that is not sexual, but right. romantic kisses, deep. Matter of fact, in this deep hang tongue on, kisses. Hang on. You want to? I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna flip melon here a second. In the South Dakota DOC, and this is this is no bullshit. In their visiting guidelines for the South Dakota DOC, you cannot kiss your wife or your girlfriend, but you can. You cannot kiss your wife or your girlfriend on the mouth. But you can kiss your mother or your sister on the mouth in a visit room in South Dakota. Yeah. Yeah. Figure that shit out. Well, it's even worse for me because my mother's dead. Um, Listen, Ma, I don't don't really (laughs) want to kiss you, but I need this heroin, okay? (laughs) Oh. Oh, yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Yeah. Think about it. what a gross thought. <laughs> but so but that play kind little, of play a little tonsil hockey with your sister so you can get some drugs in. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> reinforces my thing that kissing is sexual, though. They don't want you kissing your wife, right? Or I don't right. know. Right. Right. Yeah. There's but it doesn't have to be. But I kissed a girl, my uh I just come back. Chrissy <laughs> says the whole video about Madonna is about blowing Jesus. Oh my goodness. It's about her blowing. Uh, uh, we're uh, <laughs> party in hell tonight. Uh, we'll all be there. Thank you, Chrissy, for writing our ticket. Uh, we are, we're, Chrissy. We're, we're all going. We're all going to hell because she had to put that in the comment. Help us with the guesses, Chrissy. Well, sexual innuendo songs. I think she figured out what the topic was. Uh, these are obvious. I'm mad at this <laughs> list. And one more from Kelly. Look up the lyrics to Fish by Craig Campbell. It's not so obvious as all these other stupid songs. Now she's really getting angry. Uh, we only, is, man. Yes. We're only Jesus. about halfway through the list. So you, you, I don't know if you could totally judge. Uh, Gasolina by Daddy Yankee is number 29. Gasolina. Uh, oh, I got to check. Black Jesus at that. Uh, well, yeah, you know, odds are Jesus was somewhere in between the black and what? white. What? What? Nobody's guessing that. Nobody. Nobody's winning the T-shirt today. I know that. I, not, I can't believe that's really that. about no sex. One. I no one I got to look up the lyrics to that uh, when we get to it. It doesn't look well. We're three minutes past when uh, Kelda Music was supposed to be here. Uh, she's not here. If you don't, um, she was the person on the the thumbnail uh, for today. Anyway, uh, and she's a uh, multi genre uh, musical artist, an entrepreneur, host of a television show, and not here. Yeah, I was excited to talk to her. Me too. Uh, but and I I, yeah, I watched her I, on a couple a, of podcasts man. from years ago last night uh, during the you know beginning of the pandemic. She did seem to have an interesting backstory and something somebody I thought was worthy of talking to. 
uh, today, but she's not here, and I'm not going to go out of my way to to chase guests down anymore. I'm just like, you know, you're not here, you're not here. I'm, I'll just not promote you. How about that? Uh, number 30, to become one, the Spice Girls. That's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, I mean, and uh, number 31, Lily Allen, not fair. I look into your eyes. I want to get to know you. And then you make it, make this noise. And it's apparent it's all over. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we need to have the sponsor for the, the ejaculation Del- delay spray. You know what? I got to write back to them. I am, I, I yeah. don't know if you caught I this mean, before. It- but I took a gummy, and I thought it was going to help me get the work done. But it didn't help me get the work done. It helped me get play done. I was just fucking goofing off all night. Uh, and I'm going to take another gummy tonight. Before, right before the gig tonight, I'm going to take a gummy. Because it, 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 these okay. are fucking great. They're enjoyable. But Oh, um, um, so uh, I did adjust my plans a little bit. I'm only going to be in uh, New York for six days. I, uh, so you're not going to be for St. Patrick's Day? Come in. I no, I'm coming for St. Patrick's Day. That's oh. what I'm. I I'm not coming as soon. So, oh, um, you know, be, I'll come on like the 12th or 13th, I think. Well, that I'm helps me make tomorrow. That helps me make a decision because if you were going to be here on the 8th, I was going to go to uh, Governor's Studio to do the show from there and have you come there and possibly do, then do stay for the next show, the uh, Tony show afterwards, and do that show with Sam Talent if we could. See, my problem is I can't depend on Sam actually showing up, even if he says he'll be there, because he, he just flakes that way. He's never done it yeah. for an actual show, like a, his comedy show, but for podcasts, he, he's done it several times, so lots right. of, not just me. So and it's a long way to drive. But if you were going to be here on the eighth, I would definitely be more inclined to do that. But if you're not going to be here, fuck it. I'm staying home and doing the show from home that day, and um, okay. probably not going to not going to hook up yes, with them. I, I, uh, I will not be there till either the twelfth or thirteenth. I'll buy my ticket tomorrow. I'll buy my ticket. Um, now we're back on the ejaculation thing. <laughs> <laughs> my mind work. Uh, Last night I was, because uh, I was gummied up and fooling around. I went down the rabbit hole of uh, Richard Lewis's old, uh, a oh, montage sure. of clips from late night stuff. And one of the things he he had me fucking rolling about. He was talking about to me because uh, he had performance anxiety, sexual performance anxiety. He's always worried about you know, am I living up to a woman's expectations and all that stuff. It very. Uh, self-conscious about that but he always said he said premature ejaculation takes all the pressure off of performance anxiety and i got i came i i came already i'm sorry it's over (laughs) so basically that was an excuse to not have to perform well i never looked at it that way but it changed my my whole paradigm of oh yeah sorry (laughs) sorry i'm out i (laughs) i came and went uh wow. so good stuff that's 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 okay i am so I mean, sorry i wasn't a bigger fan of his while he was alive because he had full disclaimer the gummy probably had a lot to do with it but i was really laughing hard at watching <laughs> video and i don't usually laugh at that loud at watching video 
Okay, uh, number 32. Coming in at number 32, Aaliyah, Rock the Boat. Is that the same as Rock the Boat? Don't tip the boat over. That Not that one from the 70s. Aaliyah, I no oh, baby, I love your stroke because you got me where I'm going. I thought, I thought he was really good at rowing. <laughs> uh, number 33. What? Uh, did ba- he? Oh, okay. All right. Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-A-Lot. Baby Got Back. That's not really a new window That's either, right? You know, although I have to say, I love Nicki Minaj's remix of that, that Anaconda song. Oh, my fucking God, dude. That's so good. Now, Nicki was uh, trending yesterday. Why is she trending? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Nick. You know, yeah. I really do need to get back on Instagram or Twitter. Like, I have an Instagram, uh, and like, um, it gets some of my posts or whatever. But uh, I really got to get back on there and like start posting more because it seems to be like I got to get on what's more what more people are using, and not as many people use Facebook. Yeah, well, and you know, threads. Everybody got on threads like for a week when it first was launched. Everybody just jumping on threads. I go there and like the, it's basically the same people who are on Instagram posting the same stuff on Instagram as they do on Instagram. <laughs> it's just more like Twitter, so you can put links in it and stuff like that. But I think threads is probably better than Instagram as far as that ability to actually put a, a link in the text where you can't do that on on Instagram. But other than that, they're basically the same fucking thing. And I think people just signed up for it and aren't using it. Um, Number 34 is interesting. This is an innuendo song. And we do this song. But the song is about a girl sex from a woman's perspective or a homosexual guy's perspective. I guess you could. But Mikey sings it. And he never even realized the uh, the imagery and what it meant until I pointed it out to him. We would he would probably sang it for about seven, eight years before I pointed it out to him. You know, you're talking about taking it up the ass if you're a guy. Uh, this, it, what? And um, I had to change one of the lines for him. The song is called "Brand New Key." It's by Melanie. Uh, you know the song? I don't think so. Uh, so if you wouldn't probably, Chris, it was at Woodstock. She performed, she's a local girl, but by the way, she performed at Woodstock. It was a number one hit, brand new key. I got a brand new pair of roller skates. You got a brand new key. I think we should get oh, together okay. and try them I on and see. Song. It's about sticking the lock in the key. And, uh, and so Mikey never realized, and he still, he sings a song all the time. There's a song in, uh, some people say I do all right for a girl. I, I made him change that to some people say I do all right with the girls. But uh, other than that, he's been singing that for years and never knew he was singing about sex from a woman's perspective. Um, so uh, next is uh, number, number 35, R. Kelly, Remix to Ignition. I think it, R. Kelly... R. Kelly, you don't have to say it's in you. Everything R. Kelly writes about is uh, sex, right? <laughs> Nothing else? By the way, he's in jail, right? Is he in jail? I think so. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Derek Sheen posted uh, the Saturday Night Live poster, and it said May 2nd, R. Kelly. I was like, no, he can't be. He can't be on Saturday Night Live, can he? He's a girl, a little girl raper. Um, yeah. <laughs> number yeah, 36 I mean, you were thinking they had, had 
Yeah, no, but I think, you know, you can only go so far with allowing people to be on Saturday Night Live. And uh, little girl rapers are not allowed, I would think. I would hope. Number 36 is Candy Shop by 50 Cent. Give it to me, baby. Nice and slow. Climb on top. Ride you like in the rodeo. That's a great song. Okay. Uh, number 37, Jesse McCarthy, McCartney, Jesse McCartney, no relation to Paul, I guess. Uh, leaving. Um, hey, baby girl, I've been watching you all day. Man, that thing you got behind you is amazing. Uh, okay. It's about her ass then. Leaving is about her ass. It's not necessarily about anal sex. It's about liking her ass. Uh, maybe Kelly's right. Maybe this letter sucks. Uh, <clears throat> number 38, Scotty Doesn't Know by Lustra. Sang it when I was a kid. Mom hated it. Sang it. Didn't realize until I grew up. Scotty Doesn't Know. Okay. Beat um, me up, Scotty. We got the R. Kelly report this? coming up, folks. This R. Yeah, Kelly so... report is brought to you by Neo Luminar. Go ahead. <laughs> According to Google... Uh, the singer is currently serving 30 years in prison for racketeering and sex trafficking. Uh, and R. Kelly's record label must pay out over $500,000 in music royalties to his sex abuse victims. That's not a lot of money, considering all the money those no, records No, not, not really, when you think about it. Yeah. And how many victims are we talking about that have to split that? Uh, uh, yeah, it sure. doesn't, probably doesn't. It's like, yeah. I mean, it probably does if I read the whole thing. That in the closet song was definitely about uh, you know it was an underage girl, right, hanging and didn't want to get discovered by her family or whatever. I mean, to be honest, I'm not really. I don't listen to R. Kelly, so I don't know, bro. I'm gonna piss on you. You know that uh, Chappelle parody of a piss on you, piss on you. I did see that. (laughs) Yes. Number 39, Uncle Cracker. We do this song as well. We've been doing it since it first came out. Follow me. Uh, I did not know that. I'm not worried about the ring you wear because there's no, no one knows and nobody can care. You're feeling guilty, girl, and I'm well aware. But you don't look ashamed, and baby, I'm not scared. I don't know if that's necessarily about sex. It's about a relationship with a girl who's uh, already uh, taken, engaged or whatever, right? I don't know if that's... Uh, number 40, Love Game by Lady Gaga. Of course, Love Game. That's not innuendo, man. Uh, number 41, Christina Aguilera. Am I saying that correctly? Aguilera. Uh, Genie in a Bottle. Now, she was a little girl. Dude, that was like a breakout hit. Yeah, but she was still That's a teenage girl, was right? In high school. Now, yeah, but I, I was a teenage boy. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> She remind she reminded me of the hottest videos ever on that beach. No, I I I agree. She reminded me of my girlfriend when I was uh, sixteen or seventeen years old. One of my I I think probably the first time I ever fell in love with the girl. I will say though that like like it'd be different. I don't know. It'd be weird watching it now and being like because yeah, she you know yeah. um, But when it came out, I didn't mind googling it because she was like my age or whatever. Right, but uh, it would be weird to watch it now and be like, "That's why." Like, uh, I don't watch, um, you know, like, uh, like Bring It On. I was a big Gabriel Union fan growing up, but like Bring It On is different now because, right. like, it's not, 
you know, uh, those I've noticed, and it's only really happened in the last couple of years, really, but I've noticed that those girls are really, um, uh, it's not as attractive anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. You, uh, you, you know, you're, she was a Disney girl, what, right? Yeah. Because all those. Or? Uh, no, Christina Aguilera. I think oh, Disney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Disney had a, a thing where they were just farming out uh, future sex mm-hmm. <laughs> sex stars. I don't know. Sexual singers. Sexual. <laughs> they weren't porn stars that I know of. But Britney right. Spears did show her twack in, online or something on purpose, right? She t- had people take upskirt pictures I mean, of her uh, not wearing underwear. I mean, people assume that it was on purpose, the way she got out of that car and knew she didn't have underwear and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. Uh, number 42, Whistle by Flo Rida, or Florida, as we like to call Flo, it. It's Flo Rida. Flo oh, Rida. God, man. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 do you know who is I this? I call Florida. Sure. Do, you know, do you know who this is? Do you, how do you say uh, this yeah, person's name? Yeah. Uh, you would say it Tupac. I would say Tupac. Yeah. Or I actually, I would say it one pack. Why? Why? It's Tupac. It's Tupac. No, I, he could call it what he wants. I'm calling it because no, Pac would be O. If he wanted to, he, he wanted to call ah, oh, ah, oh, to Pac, Ark is an O. And because Ark rhymes with cock. So if he wanted to be Tupac, you would spell it T W O P O C K. That's Tupac. T U P A C is Tupac. Tupac. California. California. I'm sorry. Uh, number 43, I'm so excited by the Pointer Sisters. Oh, geez. You got to bring them up. You got to bring them up. Pointer Sisters. Every time. Um, <laughs> sorry, Bonnie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Number 44, if you want to be good girl, get yourself a bad boy, the Backstreet Boys. See, now that's a long title. If you want to be a yeah, good girl, get really. yourself a bad boy. That ain't going to fit on a 45. We're getting close. Still nobody nobody wants that T-shirt. Nobody nobody wants it bad enough. Nobody, Nobody's well, even guessing. You know, and but, we can't see all the chats, though. And that's the other thing that I thought about. What if people are guessing in the other chats and we can't even see them? That's we, their fault. I've we should let them. people know what chats we see. We see all all of my Facebook chats, all anything that has Matt Knapp on it or Mind Dog TV on it, but we don't see uh, Rumble, and we don't see Governor's stuff. Uh, so I don't if know. You're on those you or have Nate, to get Nate Kelp on Twitter. Facebook. Yeah, yeah. In order to in order to get a guess in and possibly win your T-shirt, right? Just so you know. Right. We need to let people know that kind of thing because I know, I, Rumble could be filled with right answers. It could be. Well, I don't know. I would get an email. Let me. You know what? I don't have. <laughs> I don't have any emails here from Rumble. So because I definitely generally when there's a comment there, I get an immediate email from Rumble. Somebody just oh. left a comment. So okay. no comments yet today. What? On no Rumble. love, Rumble. What the hell? Uh, you know what? We have a lot of Canadian um, viewers, and Rumble. Oh, Wait. there is one. Wait, uh, there is a comment, and no, we don't, somebody wants to collaborate with me. 
I don't know what collaboration means in the eyes of some of these people. They want to be on the <laughs> show. They want me to be on their show. They want to be on this show. What does that mean? I mean, collaborate. I never answer them when they talk about that. Uh, I think we make a great collaboration. What do you mean? Yeah, I think I have uh, commented, like, spell it out. What does it look like? What What are the details here? What the fuck are you thinking when you say collaboration? And never get an answer <laughs> beyond that stuff. Um, where was I? I forget where I was. I don't know, bro. What I was going to say. Damn it. I forgot. I hate when that happens. Oh, um, you know, I was all prepared with this interview for uh, Kelda Music. I, I'm just looking at um, uh-huh. all the stuff that's, that's up that I was doing. I did my homework. I generally don't do homework. I sit back and just meet the guests on their terms. But this one I felt like I should probably know a little bit about. I spent a couple of hours doing the homework. For what? Just to enjoy a gummy high and listen to some of her music, I guess. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, but we're getting to down to it now. We're at 45. We're going to number 69. 69 is the uh, the winner. Uh, and uh, if somebody guesses that song, I should probably give them like five T-shirts if they guess that song because it's, it's a hard guess. <laughs> but they only yeah, get there's one. There's no way. Not a chance. Uh, uh, when the lights go out by five. Do you, are you familiar with that the, song? Yeah, when the lights go down. No, that, in the, that's that journey. One? That's journey. Oh, is it? I don't know then. I don't know what that is. Yeah, uh, pony by genuine, genuine, genuine. Yeah, genuine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. dude, that's it. it. Okay, so that's that song. I want to learn that dance, and I told like this is something I want to do for like my anniversary sometime or whatever. But I want to do, um, God, what's uh, the Channing Tatum dance to Pony by Genuine for my wife for her anniversary sometime? I think that'd be dope as fuck. <laughs> if you're horny, let's do it. Ride it, my pony, my saddle, waiting. Come and jump on yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So not really, uh, not really in your window here. Number forty-seven. <laughs> no, nah, nah, talking, talking about it. And now I don't know any Vanessa Carlton songs except for that, uh, that one that was the huge hit that she had with the little piano thing. By the Sanders, huh? by the standards of this list, Danica and I's song should be on there. Get up to getting down. Should definitely by the standards of this list. Uh, yeah. Get up to getting down should definitely be on there. Right. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna put that out there right now. My song, <laughs> love, love song, should be on there because it talks about. Uh, did you park it in the rear? You look like the kind of guy who likes to park it in the rear. Uh, you um, <laughs> says, you know, she, he's got a little one talking about his truck. Park it anywhere you let me. Yeah, uh, number forty-seven <laughs> by what? Vanessa Carlton. White Houses. I don't it was I don't know that song. I again Vanessa Carlton, I only know that one song and I can't even remember the name of it. Do, 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 do. And I want <laughs> you. And I, I don't know. Uh number forty eight, Poker oh, Face yeah, by yeah. Lady Ga- Lady Gaga. Uh, now poker face is like poking her face. Is that what it is? It's like poker face with yeah, your dick. Poker is- face, yeah. <laughs> poker face. Poker face. Yeah. Uh, number forty nine by with Mar- that with that rhythm. By the way, just pop 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 pop. 
you know, skull fucker, basically. Now, when Lady Gaga first came on the scene, a lot of the guys <laughs> were, were saying that she was a guy, that she had a, clearly had a dick in some of the, that they were saying, that's a guy. Lady Gaga is a guy. Uh, do you remember that? Or were you, were you was that uh, ever Yeah, like no, I remember the thing? controversy and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I, I was definitely... One of those, it was just like, uh, if that's a guy, man, I, I you got me. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. I don't care. You know? Yeah. Um, and, you yeah. know, like, I loved how she responded to some of that stuff. Like, you know, because her, she was like, what, what fucking difference does it make? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, I loved how she came back at it. Like, like, I don't see why it makes a difference at all. What kind of genitals I have. You know what I mean? Like. So, and I think that that was a great response. No, I get it. I, I appreciate that response too. But it does matter uh, if if I don't want to see your dick, whether you're a guy or a girl. I don't. I don't want to see your dick. Don't don't. I don't see, even like it, seeing my dick. Oh my god! Speaking of seeing my dick, I got to say this. This is something that I've been noticing more and more. Bugs the fucking shit out of me. Um, when you go into a guest bathroom or whatever, and you go to take a piss, and they got a mirror right there in front of the fucking toilet, and so if you're standing taking toilet, you're just looking at yourself, holding your dick, pissing. You're just like, what the fuck? Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> well, let me let me give you the good news. <laughs> the good news is when you get old and your prostate starts to fail, what you do is when you take a piss, you do this. And you lean on the wall in front of you, and your dick just hangs there. And because you have to, you have to pee. It takes you about twenty minutes to pee, where it used to take twenty seconds to pee. So you just take a nap, and you put your arm in your, in your, in your, your zone out. Every pitch you have is just like Tom yeah, their own, just fucking going, going, going. Unfortunately, because it, it, a lot of it hits you in the middle of the night, like. You gotta. You're like a an infant again. You gotta pee every every thirty minutes or something when 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 you start Aww. to get the inflamed prostate stuff, and so in the middle of the night, you you don't want to wake up. It's like ah, oh, I gotta pee. I don't want to pee to bed. I guess I gotta get up and pee. But you <laughs> you don't want you don't want to lose your ability to get right back to sleep. So right, yeah. So you do. So you, you kind of nap. Yeah, you just yeah. let it hang there and uh, hope you don't fall just, in. You know what? I can't. I can't wait for the day that you fall asleep peeing and your knees buckle and you fucking. <laughs> right, my my wife has said, "Did you fall asleep peeing last night?" I was like, uh, <laughs> "Why do you say that?" She said, "Because you didn't hit the ball once." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I just want to let you know that uh, my wife watches that show Snap. That's one of the true crime shows that she watches. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a husband that got murdered for that. So watch it. Be careful, my friend. <laughs> Again, as long as it give me enough more, I can take enough gummies and enjoy myself on the way out. I'm done. I'm done. I'm fine yeah. with that. I mean, at uh, least you're not peeing in closets. Right. Oh, uh, one New Year's Eve. Uh, when I was a kid, I think I must have been like 12 years old. I came uh, home, fucking stoned out of my mind uh, at New Year's Eve, and I peed in the hamper and threw my socks in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And I did not know about it until I got my ass kicked the next day for it. My father was like, what the hell is wrong with you? You know, my uh, emotion by my Mariah Carey, from number 49. I don't know that song. I probably do know that song. I just okay. don't know it by that title. Um, Top 20, here we come. Yep, number 50. This is a uh, lying. Now, you talk about a long title. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Panic at the disco. Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off. Well, I don't know that song. Number 51, Work It by Missy Elliott. Go downtown and eat it like a vulture. Oh, yeah. My hips and my uh, my hips and my tips. Don't you see my ass and my lips? Don't you? Okay. All right, number 52. This is a, a amusing one because if you know a girl named Eileen, chances are she hates the song. Come on, Eileen. Uh, you know, you know. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> come on, Eileen. We I tortured that. Yeah, we've tortured every I don't girl. Know if I've ever met an Eileen. Really? Uh, I, I guess it's an old-fashioned an name. I've known no, so I've many met of some them. Irene's, but not an Eileen. Oh, I've had plenty of them, and we I tortured so. them with that song. We tortured them. Come on, Eileen. Everybody <laughs> now, come on, Eileen. Uh, I know it was really we were bad people. We're still bad people. Uh, number three, fifty-three is from the oh. Grease soundtrack. Oh, um, summer nights. Oop! I guess. Uh, oh no! Um, it's probably the one Rizzo did. Uh, there are worse things I could do. Nope. Uh, Grease lightning. Never realized that Grease Lightning was explicit, was so explicit, questioning my mother. What? Let me listen to it. Uh, let me see the lyrics of Grease Lightning. That's about the fucking racing. That's a, that's not about sex. We'll see. Hold on. Uh, lyrics. I got to find out. About You're burning lyrics. up the quarter mile. What? No. Grease Lightning lyrics. Um, it's about a car. It's about racing. Why is this car automatic? It's systematic. It's hydraulic. Uh, why? It's greased lightning. Well, I get some overhead lifters and a four-barrel quad. Oh, yeah. Uh, keep talking. Fuel injection cutoffs. Yeah, yeah just so far, it's about uh, cars. It's Go all about lightning. cars, bro. I know that song. Like, yeah. No. Hold on. I'm there's looking no for anything there's that. There's nothing sexual about that song. Uh, the chicks are cream. So but they're creaming because you got a badass car, bro. Not because you're what the fuck. Uh, w- with with my pistons, plugs, and shocks, I can get off my rocks. You know I that I ain't bragging. She's a real pussy wagon. You know I ain't bragging. She's a real pussy wagon. In Greece, yeah, like I Greece can see the girl, you know, it gets the girl's attention. It gets them in your car. I mean, whatever. That pussy wagon, wagon is in Grease Lightning. Uh, I can't, I'm surprised that. But I think that those are the lyrics that they're referring to. I can get off my rock. She's a real pussy wagon. Yes. That does make. Uh, she says, uh, Kelly says the list is bunk. I don't know. I don't know. There would seem to be some innuendo there. Could have been. Uh, this one is going to. Now, Hallelujah, Lennon Cohen. <laughs> Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen. I think that's pretty straightforward. What? About the sex that's in there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, to, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, don't stop believing. Now, somebody requested I I sing that song at the last gig I had. Uh, a young girl came up and said, "Can you sing?" Don't stop believing. I said, "Are you? Are you do you hear my voice? Do you, you know, <laughs> I'm a bass baritone. Do you, you want to never hear it again? Yeah, yeah, I'll sing like, it for you, and then you're gonna never want to hear that song ever again. <laughs> like two days before, we did the list of the the hardest song for men to sing, and that was on there. Also, right. Steve Perry is yeah. like he's beyond a soprano. He's like a mezzo out, you know, whatever. He's all he's." <laughs> He's way the hell up there, mezzo soprano. Yeah, um, I'd say the song at karaoke on Wednesday that I had no business singing. I can't remember what it was though. <coughs> Excuse me. I don't know that that's uh, about sex though. I thought it was about getting out of Detroit. Just a small town boy, born and raised in South Detroit. Took a midnight train going anywhere, just anywhere, anywhere, anywhere but fucking Get Detroit. Me the fuck anywhere. out of Detroit. Get me fucking out of here. Yeah. All right, uh, number fifty-six is Barbie Girl. Nobody's oh, did you say goodbye to Govs? Oh, thank you. I forgot. I heard the. I turned off the alarm and uh, Govs today. Bob Nelson. Do you know Bob Nelson? I don't think so. Bob Nelson uh, was, I think, one of the original Dangerfields uh, special guys. Um, but, uh, you know, he's Epi Epstein from San Francisco University, a football player. He was a tight end. Uh, these are some of his jokes. I don't think he's updated his act since 1975. Uh, <laughs> he's at Governor's Tonight. And the picture they have of him is him doing that same act whatever that was, almost uh, 40 years ago, more than 40 years ago, almost 50 years ago. I don't think he's updated his act in 50 years. I think, but he's back at Governor's tonight. He had a, a cancer scare. He was on Jackie's show about a month ago. Uh, he, he recovered from cancer uh, with a lot of contributions from Cameo. But again, I, I'm curious, is he still doing the exact same act verbatim tonight at Governor's that he did 50 years ago, or almost 49 years ago. Uh, did I say Barbie Barbie Girl by Aqua is number 56? You did, yeah. yeah. Uh, peacock by Katy Perry. Uh, okay. Every cock is a peacock, right? <laughs> uh, Demi Lovato, Cool for the Summer. Okay. Uh, Third Eye Blind, Semi-Chum, Semi-Chum Life. I thought that was about drug addiction. Uh, yeah, albeit. I mean, I guess. How do I get back there? Yeah. A place where I fell asleep inside of you. How do I get back? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Uh, you know what, though? I totally get that. I totally get that. I've I've almost done that before. I've I, totally yeah, I definitely before. did it. I definitely did it once or twice. But we were both like, stoned out of our minds and whatever. Right. College days. I'm talking, that's how long ago it was, and it was after like fucking thirteen times in a night. Like it was the last. Right. One. Yeah. 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 And you just get that one that hits you just right, and it and it's almost like it hits. And as soon as it hits, there's such a relaxation that you're just, yeah, I'm gonna go out now. Yeah. <laughs> so we got nine to go, and we're nine minutes nine minutes left to the show. So that's just perfect. Uh, no diggity by Blackstreet. Perfect. No diggity by Blackstreet. I don't oh, know. Okay. 
61 is Bad Touch by Bloodhound Gang. You and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. So let's do it like they do do on the Discovery Channel. Yeah. Well, they do a lot of stuff on the Discovery Channel. They discover uh, Oak Island, or they try to discover treasure on Oak Island. Like Like animals is what he's saying. Let's do it like animals. (laughs) We'll do it live. Um, But, you know, Moonshiners is on Discovery Channel. That's not really sexual. You don't want to do it like... Oh, do it in the woods. I've done it in the woods before. You've never done it in the woods? Yes, I have. That's where I broke my stitch was in the woods. Hmm. Uh, Did you get chiggers? No, I didn't get chiggers. (laughs) I did. I did. Yeah, and not in my dick. I never got uh, chiggers in my dick. she She had a flannel shirt on, and we laid that down on the... Like just just off of the bike trail, and we laid that down. And but I popped a stitch because it was only six days after I had my surgery <laughs> to lose my nut. And they told me now to have sex for six weeks. Six days later, I'm in the woods with this girl, and I popped a stitch. I think it you really need to write a song called "Pop the Stitch." Pop the stitch, and, yeah. and it will get on this list. <laughs> yeah, probably. Now there was. There was a time when Bobby McKenna, who was a friend of mine who was long since gone, uh, we were we were walking back from the beach, and we saw these girls. They looked a little bit drunk, uh, and we approached them, and this is so fucking weird the way the world used to be. Girls walking on the other side of the street, hey, they look like they might be a little stoned or drunk or something. Let's go over there. And I immediately just walked up to this girl and started kissing her, making out with her. And... Uh, <laughs> Just like added, like I didn't even introduce myself, didn't even say my name or anything. over this guy, and <laughs> there it was right in front of St. John's Catholic High School, and we walked over, and there's a tree on the property right on the main road, and I started to fuck this girl right there, right next to the tree, like like leaning up against the tree, and I remember Bobby saying, "Matt, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> We're in public, man. <laughs> exactly. Jesus Christ. So we went down to the uh, beach with these two girls, and we, we, which was not far. It was just a short walk from there. And just like was had, this the 70s? Is this the 70s? Yeah, definitely in the yeah. 70s. Uh, and we had sex for, you know, like multiple times on the beach, sand in the pussy and all that. Stuff. Oh, was, well, that's, oh that's, my God. that's, that's terrible, though. Dude, that's got to hurt so bad. So, yeah, it, hurt, it hurts both of you really I'm, bad. Yeah. But, Sex multiple yeah. times and never uh, talk to these girls again. I don't know. I, I now I met one of them years later when I was in New Mexico. I saw her. She was. Uh, she was uh, at Cannon Air Force Base in Clovis, New Mexico, and I saw her there. I was like, "You look familiar." And she goes, "You were that boy who took me to the beach. You wanted to fuck me right on my dog highway." <laughs> So, uh, just memorabilia, memorabilia wow. from my childhood. Um, <laughs> where were we? You 62. Still got some of the sand? Is that what you're saying? You got memorabilia. Yeah. Did you say oh, some of the Oh, man, sand that was a rough one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, what I think I remember about this girl is she had really beautiful long blonde hair, but she always kept it, and she had a pretty face, but she always kept the hair in front of her face like she would, She didn't want anybody to see her face. She was doing the cousin it type of uh, trying to look, you know, hiding behind the hair the whole time. And she was really pretty. It's like, you don't need to do it. Super shy, but not too shy to let a boy fuck her right on 
Montauk Highway. <laughs> anyway, Candyman by Christina Aguilera, Aguilera again. Uh, all right, fourth <laughs> season. Oh, what a night! Oh, what, oh, what a night! night. Late descent. All right, yeah, that's up there. That's so high that Frankie Valley didn't sing the high parts on it. That's how high that was. Um, the drummer did. Uh, Cookie Jar by Jim Class Heroes. Backstreet Serenade by All Time Low. 66 is Milkshake by Kellis. I don't okay. know that one. Uh, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, that one. I'm sure that's 67 that is, is uh, Boom 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 by Venga Boys. 68. <laughs> 68. Now that's not, uh, that's not, you know. It's not Indian. I know you know what boom boom boom. I mean everybody. It's like uh, it's like Buster Rump, whatever that one. All I want to do is the boom 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 and the zoom 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 and the boom yeah. boom, whatever. Um, number sixty eight is Afternoon Delight by Starline Starland Vocal Band. That's old. I was in. I was probably in tenth grade when that song came out. Or ninth grade. You know that song, <laughs> Afternoon Delight. I've heard it. Yeah, making lovers looking up an appetite, looking forward to a little afternoon delight. Star rockets in flight. All right, and here's the winner that nobody guessed, and nobody's gonna get a t-shirt once again. Uh, it is Cotton Eye Joe. Cotton Eye Joe. How is that about an innuendos about sex? I mean, it's got to be what the female part is because who can even understand what that's saying? <laughs> I didn't know Cotton Eye Joe was about uh, sexually transmitted just... diseases. What? Wow, sexually trans. If it hadn't been for Cotton Eye Joe, I'd have been married a long time ago. It's about, what is it? <laughs> about syphilis. No, nobody will marry me because I'm riddled with STD. Yeah. <laughs> No, here's the deal, Kelly. You you should not apologize for for the uh, list, but here's the deal. If anybody's going to uh, suggest a uh, a topic, they should also probably find a good list that matches that, and and uh, send me a link to a good list that matches it. Now that you know, obviously Kelly was uh, probably couldn't have won this one uh, because if she if she's gonna if you're gonna suggest a list, you kind of eliminating yourself from the competition. But she's already getting a shirt anyway. There's already one coming to her just for all the bean flicking she does for uh, for the cause around here. She, um, does. she does. But so nobody's winning a T-shirt today. Again, another day without uh, without a T-shirt. I uh, just want to see some of the comments here. There's somebody... Uh, <laughs> here's number one comment. Some of these are bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So yeah, again, if you're gonna Leave suggest your comments them, on the list on, on the... <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the very first comment. Some of these are bullshit. <laughs> Look up oh, fish by awesome. I. I saw uh, Craig uh, Campbell. I saw the video you sent. I swear, better than all those. It's not on. Yeah, not about fishing. You know, maybe oh, we should do a so, song about fishing. Uh, Jackie wants the three of us to get together when I'm in town. By the way, Jackie Martling. Yeah. Really? You want to go to his yeah. house? I mean, sure. 
I mean, whatever uh, you want to do. I mean, I thought it'd be cool if we went out and did something, but yeah. I don't I mean, think, I, to be honest with you, I don't think he's going to go out and do something. I think either we have to go to one of his shows or we have to go to his house because he's not the I, I don't see him. I asked him if he had anything. He doesn't have anything scheduled during the time that I plan on being there. So, um, ah, yeah. Uh, you know what? I was, I was thinking, um, uh, cause I'm going to stay in Queens. I'm going to, there's a hostel in Queens that I'm getting a room at, I think. Um, and, but I was, um, uh, I was thinking that maybe one of the nights or whatever I could, uh, do mics on Long Island or whatever. You know what I mean? Did you, did you, uh, Fred request Tony? Uh, I did. I did not message him yet, though. But I did friend request him, and I know he accepted it. You know what? I will. Uh, I will just give him a heads up that you're coming to town, and if he could find the like, I think he only does Thursday nights there. It's not like Mike's. He does. He hosts a uh, comic showcase in the Giggle yeah. Room. So if okay. he could find some time for you there, I don't know if there's a lot of mics on Long Island. I mean. Not oh, there I, is. I, I I've been joining groups and stuff like that. I've been really I've been looking at stuff. Oh yeah, but um, they're not they're not qual. If they are, they're not quality mics like New York City because they're probably right. in bars. You know, we only have only have so many comedy clubs, and they're all govs except for Sticks and Stones. So there's three of them. They're govs and they're Sticks and Stones. Other than that, they're not comedy clubs per se. They are just. Right. Right. Bar like Aragonas, which is the oh, so it's right. like doing it's like doing shows in South Dakota. Is that what you're telling me? I mean, it's it's like <laughs> no, it's like doing shows like in bars where people are not necessarily. Some people are there to see comedy, but not the entire bar. So you can probably have, have to. I, have I told you about shows in South Dakota? I mean, that's the same thing. That's what they do all the time. Almost. They have to yell like over their people. Open, they're open mics. That's almost exclusively what open mics are in South Dakota. That's is so at a bar that is not fully paying attention. It, well, I I can understand that for music because you can be background music, but you can't be background comedy. There's no such thing as background comedy. Like, I'm just going to sit here and talk to my friend while the comedy is going on. You actually have to actively listen to the comedian in order to enjoy what they're fucking saying. You can't just right. like, uh, I, I heard a word or two that might be funny. Like with music, yeah. you could kind of yeah. like, oh yeah, that's a nice song <laughs> yeah, in the background. Yeah. You want to go get laid? Yeah, or you no, gotta, it makes, you it, makes it incredibly hard, especially as a performer. You know? Yeah, it makes it very difficult. So I would be a bully in that situation. Hey, listen to me! You get the fuck out. And right. then the <laughs> manager would come over and say, uh, "Give me that mic back." Did uh, <laughs> I told you about Joe D's? The Joe Diaz who was doing an open mic Joey night Diaz. in a place Dude, like that. Dude, I love Joey Diaz, man. No, not Joey Diaz. Joe Diaz. Joe D E E D. Um, oh, he was doing a. Uh, he was hosting an open mic night, and uh, these three um, ghetto-looking black dudes came in, and the guy wanted to do an open mic, and he was not being funny. And the club owner said, "Okay, his time's up." And Joe Diaz had to go get the mic. The guy didn't want. Like not giving him the mic back, and he's, and so Joe Dees walked away, and then the manager walked up to him and said, "No, get the mic back, get this guy off the stage." And Joe Dees goes up, and he he finally kind of takes the mic away from the guy, and uh, the guy just uh, waits a second, and then cold clocks him like as hard as he can, like like a Mike Tyson knockout punch directly to his face, and Joe Dees goes down, and the guy like, "Ah, fuck you, man," and the 
And then Joe Deese pops up and goes, okay, how about our next guy? And like with, without, without not being phased at all, that he just got knocked out and he jumped, he had the wherewithal to continue the show, just jump. Hey, okay. How about our next comic? Uh, wow. And there's video of it. And it's, it's just, uh, it's so weird to watch how this guy just fucking Mike Tyson, them not, you know, Mike Tyson against, uh, what is Marvis Frazier? Like knocked him out in one punch. <laughs> Bounce right up, but I mean, uh, uh, they do say that you know, you, you, you a lot of times if it's a quick knockout like that, you know, you you're gonna pick up your lat what you were thinking about last or whatever, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just looking up open mics on Long Island to see what I see here. Uh, open mics Long Island Gateway Comedy Club. There's an Irish pub that I wanted to probably check out, but I think I think that was on Thursday. Uh, that could be in uh, Irish pub. It probably in Belmore. If uh, if I know, uh, not Belmore. Is uh, what's it? Baldwin? Yeah, the Irish pub in Baldwin. It's actually, that's the place, first place we met Jimmy James. Um, no, Gateway Comedy Club is temporarily closed. Um, so Scotty's Pub um, has stand-up comedy every Thursday. Sign-ups at eight thirty. Shows at nine. Uh, I don't even know where that is. Does it say the address? That's on in it? West Stateville. West Stateville. Yeah. Oh wow, that's all the way out here. That's all. That's uh. I'll be in Stateville today. I'll be in Stateville in uh, three hours. Um, not right. bad. Uh, John's Laugh House, the comedy club. Uh, I don't know where. Where is it, where is it located? They have open mics. I did not know about this. So there's more comedy clubs on Long Island than I've even aware of, and I'm sure most Long Islanders aren't aware of these places. Ten best comedy clubs in Long Island. How could that be? Uh, <laughs> this is how it could be. <laughs> AMF Babylon Lanes, which is a, a bowling alley. Uh, but, of course, all the bowling alleys have a bar in it, and so maybe there's open mic nights. Radigan's right. Pub. I'll tell you Cat what, I used to work in a I, – I used to work out at the Canoga Park Bowl. That's where I actually got hooked up with Dante um, that we had on the show. And, um, dude, that was a great venue because they had a great bar lounge area, and they had a, a stage pit, actually, that I thought was way cooler. Um, wow. So it was – like the stage was down and the audience was up. It was actually really cool. Yeah, uh, all these things. Uh, Stress Factory is not uh, on Long Island. That's in New York. Why is that even in this list? Treehouse Comedy. All these things are traveling comedy. They're, they're not. That's why there aren't really. There are. I'm right. There are only three uh, governors and one sticks and stones as a real permanent established comedy club and the other things are like traveling um bar open mic nights aragonas and all that kind of stuff in different places each yeah. time and that kind of stuff mcguire's comedy club is the part of uh govs gateways closed yeah uh somebody uh laurie what's what's her name kill martin laurie kill martin who used to write for the conan show she has a special out now uh, something Cis Wokes, uh, Grief Slut, or something like that <laughs> is the title of her new special. She was talking about who's going to take over uh, Stand Up New York. Um, we kind of talked about this with James Mack on the show. The 
workers for the uh, Stand Up New York went on strike. Not the comedians, the workers, because they weren't getting paid enough. I think it caused the club to temporarily shut down, which was it's fucked up for all the comedians who uh, were working there. But I guess the conditions were so bad that uh, for the workers or the, the mistreatment of that it, no comedians are actually complaining about. They're just hoping somebody decent buys the the club, which is interesting. I don't know. I just don't know what to make of all this stuff. But other, anyway, got back to the Long Island. Uh, we'll see. You know what? Sayville's a long way to go if you're going to be staying in Queens. And right. the tra transportation, I don't know how you get there. I don't know if that's really going to be worth it. You know, I'll ch I'll check it out. I'll drive past there today. Not that there may be anything going on today, but I'll see what the place is like. What's the name? Scotty's Pub? Something? Scotty's Pub, yeah. All right. I'll look for it. Um, but it stood out to me because it was an Irish place, and uh, and it will be, you know, the uh, St. Patty's uh, week, you know. Yeah. Or whatever the name. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? Um, but governors that thursday night will definitely if we can get to get tony uh on the line yeah that'd be, yeah no i'd rather do that for sure yeah absolutely all right well i guess we're gonna wrap it up that's a week this wasn't a uh the worst show ever uh just no, another yeah. no show but you know what it takes the pressure it's like a it's like a premature ejaculation when the guest doesn't show <laughs> kind of takes the pressure, pressure off, off of having to do a, a good interview <laughs> with with somebody you never met before. I took the pressure off. Yeah, you just get stuck talking with this guy. I shot my load on the opening monologue, and then I was done. That's how wow. that's how we look at it. Wow. Anyway, uh, have a good weekend. What, uh, you got nothing wow. coming up this weekend? No shows? Nothing? Um, no, I'm sure I'll do a Star Maker Live probably tomorrow. Um, I might do one today, actually, also. Did uh, did you were you listening early on when I talked about the Paul McCartney thing that I did? I think this is a good lesson. I don't for think you. so. I think this is I a good lesson for you because when I hear you sing, and I think you're a good singer, then uh, this, I'm not. Please take this criticism with constructive criticism. It's uh, right. I, I did it. I was experimenting with AI last night, and the experiment, uh, first experiment okay. I did was. Uh, Paul McCartney, the secrets to Paul McCartney's vocal performance on Golden Slumbers, because it turned, it, it occurred to me that he did this a lot in a, in a lot of his songs, but it's very apparent in Golden Slumbers. Uh, basically, he starts out singing with one voice, which is very ballady, mellow, but then he goes to a whole other section where he totally rasps it out and gets soulful and and, and really like in your face almost dirty uh, with with his vocal inflections comes back to being very um, soft and ballady again and then breaks into a whole other kind of voice. The, the, ability, the ability he had that within one song to use many different vocal characterizations and this is not, I'm not just saying this about you, I'm saying this about people in general, singers of today in, in general, if they they start out with one voice and they end with the same voice. Their voice never changes throughout a three to four minute journey where in the, the even Fre uh, Freddie Mercury used to do that a lot. Uh, but just the ability to kind of completely change your voice in styling and approach within a song can make a song so much more 
interesting and, and hold the attention and make make a song. Well, yeah, a it, it increases the dynamic for sure. Right. Yeah. Right. So I did. You know, the AI did. I just asked it to. Sh- I went in and I said to AI, I want the AI generator that I have. I want to do a video about uh, showing how Paul McCartney used different voices within Golden Slumbers. And it created this really pretty interesting piece all on its own. And I was like, wow, it's really good. Uh, so I'm experimenting with that. I did another one about the songwriting of Jackson Brown, and it was also pretty good. Uh, uh, it's, you know, and this is, I'm just getting started with this stuff. I understand that if you can tell it's AI, it's like, it, it's a turnoff to a lot of people right away from the beginning. But if there's valuable content in there, and I think they, it laid out the idea pretty well, and I think it's pretty valuable. So if you can get a chance to listen to that, it's a 58 seconds long. It's on your YouTube? Yeah. It's on my YouTube. Yeah, yeah. It's on Facebook. It's all that stuff. Um, and yeah, so that that's just uh, something I wanted to mention. Anyway, yeah, well, that's what I left. What I wanted to ask you about: How's the album? Uh, are you are you do you plan to get into the studio? You know, uh, what, so, before mean, you say that, I just want to say what got me thinking about this McCartney thing is lay down your guns because I think both of us could have done better on that production. Obviously, you were singing into a phone to a track or whatever, uh, but if I was there in the studio with you, being a vocal coach, and say, try this on this part or get a little more aggressive on this part, I think the whole thing would have been a much better production. Well, and I would say that, like, because I've sang it live a few times, and, you know, and I sing it at the house a lot, and I've even sang it on... uh, I've sang it on my Star Maker. Like, I'll pull up YouTube on my TV and just have it play in the – because I can pause the the music the Star Maker plays, and then they just – you know, it's not as good. But uh, I would say that I sing it better today than definitely than, – because you got to remember, like, I recorded that the day after you sent it to me or whatever. You know? Right. Like, and into a, a phone. And into yeah. a phone, not yeah. even into so a microphone. I would, <laughs> Tell I would definitely love to do a re-recording of that together. Like if we do that, if that's something we do while I'm in town, I would love to do that. I would hope it's fun. Yeah, you know what I mean? uh, yeah, like, it might be possible. We'll, we'll see about that. But just this whole idea of, I think you need to work with a producer and a uh, somebody in the studio who can, you know, it's not like this remote thing. I don't think it's going to work out for you. So now uh, I asked you about recording your album. Are you, do you have studio time set up for that, or no, not yet? I'm I'm not I'm not close enough to anything. Like I got maybe three. Um, I think I have the three songs picked that I want to add or whatever. Um, as far as the originals go, because. I want to do a 12 album song with uh, six originals and six covers is what I want to do. Um, Well, I mean, kind of covers because I want to do that amazing grace to the tune of house of the rising sun because people really love that one. And both of those are public domain songs. So I should be able to have no problem releasing that. House of the Rise of the Sun is public domain. I'm surprised. Yeah, because I guess there's a controversy. They couldn't, they couldn't just, there was a controversy on who wrote the original music to it or whatever. So, yeah, it's a public domain song. Wow. Surprising. 
right. Yeah. Uh, but are you working with? Uh, do you plan on working with a producer? Because uh, I think it's important. I really, you know, what I, I spent a whole, a wasted many years trying to do everything myself. I think it's really important, right. for, especially for singers song, uh, and, and songwriters, to work with a a set of ears who is used to production production values and understanding how to get the most out of a performance of somebody so i think it's important right. to hook up with a good producer do you have one in okay. in new mexico that you're working with i i have not i have not yet chosen one no but i, I think would, i think you're right i think i need to um because i want the quality of this to be good you know what i mean uh, i want it to be, be something that's marketable um, and so I think I think you're definitely right in saying that I need to have a producer in studio helping me put it together. But I, I have to get more of the music together first. Yeah. Well, even along the lines of, you know, it's never too early to start finding people. I would go on Craigslist in the music group for Albuquerque and just put it out there that you're going to be looking for a producer, somebody to collaborate with uh, and, and just put it out there and start meeting people now so that when you are ready, at least you'll have an idea of who you're really going to be jiving with and on the same page with and all that stuff. Anyway, True. that's it. That's the show for today. We're, we're saying goodbye for now. Have a great weekend. I got to get to shows and I got a busy weekend and I'll, I'll see you on Monday. Bye for now. All right. I'm telling people not to forget to turn on their radio. Speaking of productions, here's a wonderful production by yours truly. It's called Turn On Your Radio. Don't forget to do it. Okay? Bye for now.